you know, because I'm very blunt. I'm very outspoken. I speak my mind because biting my tongue hurts. I'm a firm believer in that, you know, and. What's up, what's up, my highness queens? We are back with another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. And this month we talked with my girl, Keela. She is the owner of High Vibe Society, which specializes in upscale cannabis cannabis events um and she's also a professional blunt roller now y'all know i can't roll for shit so you know that part really made me say gotta talk to this girl because i need those skills um but she also came through and dropped gems as always all my highness queens do i always feel like i leave these conversations feeling so elevated and so inspired and and motivated and keila did not disappoint so now i just want to say um, we had some tech issues because, you know, technology, the robots be trying to try to not let us shine, y'all. But um, so it's a little choppy, but I know y'all rock with me. So we kept it pushing. We kept it moving because this was definitely good information. And I wanted to make sure to get it out to y'all. Um, so me and Keela talk about how she found the best ways to work through her mental health issues um, by using cannabis and how that journey led her to really redefining what a black woman in luxury looked like for her. Um, now, I do want to say that there's a trigger warning um, because we do talk a little bit about depression. We talk a little bit about suicide and a little bit about trauma and assault inside of a mental health facility. So what I'll do is I will put a pause or something that says trigger running here it only is for a few seconds maybe so you can fast forward um, a minute minute and a half and you should be past that part Um, so I will make sure to add that and I hope that suffices if not let me know this is the first time I've ever done a trigger warning so I'm hoping I'm doing this appropriately Um, basically we talk about what it means to be a black woman in luxury and what luxury means to us and what it means to the individual and the journey that Keila took to define those things for her, for herself. Um, and of course we wrap it up with the random high question, which is always fun. So I really enjoyed this episode. I really jo- enjoyed listening to it again. And it definitely, um, made me super excited to put it out and I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. Um, with that said, If you do enjoy it, let me know, talk to me, let us, you know, leave reviews on the, the, uh, episodes, the website, the website is up guys. The website is up. www.bluntlyblackgirls.com is live. I can't remember if, um, I had the website was up since the last episode released. I think so. Maybe who knows? But if you haven't already, please take a moment and run over to the website. Check out the Intentional Highness um, box set. If you're interested, place your order. They are still on sale. And your girl would love and appreciate the support. Um, Non-monetary ways of support. Just let your friend know. Like, hey, I know this girl. She got a podcast called Bluntly Black Girls. They sit, they smoke, and they talk. You should listen. I would love that so much. Like just that right there would be just amazing. Appreciate you in advance. Anyways, now with all that stuff out of the way, I think we can get into this episode.
Yeah, I think it's time. Okay, let's do that. I appreciate your your willingness to just wing it with me here. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. This is my first time like ever like being on a recording, so I'm a little nervous. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't be nervous. But that's the great thing anxiety. about it. That's the great thing about it. You get high, so that takes that anxiety down a little bit for you. So with that yeah. said, I say, because we've already started off with problems, <laughs> we go ahead and start off with a smoke before yes. normally we waste some time. I waste some time. But no, today is asking for immediate uh, uh, medication. So we're going to yes. we're gonna give in there. Um, so I'm already recording just because I wanted to check the levels, but you know. Let's go ahead and get started here. Um, okay. And first, I want to. I'm very big on getting names, the pronunciation of names correctly. So your name is Keila. Yes. Okay. You pronounce it, it perfectly. Love it. First time. Most people say Kayla. They say Kella. I'm like. <laughs> no, I feel like that one's pretty much like. How you see it, you say it. But it's mainly people. People of color they get my name right. It's. it's yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. We That's sisters, we know. So they see my name, and they're like, oh, Kila. And then other people, Kella, Kayla, like, oh, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> That's Bro. hilarious. It's not that deep, people. It's not. Well, that's all right. <laughs> that's that why difficult. That's why we're on the Sister Smokes session. So we know, we know how to how to do that together. Mm-hmm. So um, let me introduce who came to smoke with me today. It is my girl, Highness Queen, Keela. And we have already run into some technical difficulties, but we are not letting that stop uh, this sister smoke session. But we are going to uh, light up a little early today because we've earned it. <laughs> well, you have already. earned it because you already running around. Already started. Man. <laughs> Let's light up. Toast it up. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Cheers to you. Cheers to you. <laughs> if I... <laughs> Cannot. <coughs> if you can't tell, I cough a lot. <laughs> I don't like waffles, so I I be taking little little punk hits because I do not like to cough. <coughs> I cough. Oh. Um, even on the little punk hits, I cough. So I just kind of gave up not trying to cough. This is why I don't. <laughs> I don't smoke really, um, like, good shit, good shit, or, like, this stuff around, like, you know, first time you be around, like, a dude or whatever, because it's not a cute card. It's not attractive at all. So, (laughs) so, I need to, like, have, like, my pen or something that I can do the little cute hits on and not die. Because it's not attractive. I think think people, I think people who cool off, they have big lungs. I say it's because, because I have baby lungs. Baby lungs. Yeah. I feel because everyone I know quaffs, but I don't quaff. And oh. I have baby lungs. Like, I can't do the whole, you know how whenever, I don't do hookah anymore, but back in the day when I used to smoke hookah, you know, everybody can get the big smoke. Like, my smoke was mad stingy. <laughs> <laughs> so what? I'm like, okay, I must have baby lungs because I can't even inhale like that. <laughs> I definitely have baby lungs. Um, but it's fine. You see, eventually the coughing goes away. That's why I said, my my family is like, why? Why do you still smoke if you're coughing this bad? Because even right now, what you just heard, that's that's still baby lungs. Like, that's still nothing. Oh, yeah. That's nothing. 
Like, there have been times where I'm, like, coughing, like, break a little sweat a little bit up on the edges because I'm coughing so hard. It's horrible. And they're like, why do you continue smoking? Because once the coughing is done, I'm high. So it's worth it. That part. <laughs> it's worth that it. Part. You're definitely high after that cough. Because, yeah. I mean, I've coughed before. And then I noticed that, you know, when you do cough, your high is so much more intense. That's what I say. And um, and I've heard that before, right? And then my brother's friend, he's like, when I told him that, he's like, yeah, that's like a myth or something. That's how I know you're like a, a new smoker. And I was like, well, <laughs> I've been doing this, boo. <laughs> but this yeah, is exactly. what I've heard. And well, Everybody that I know who coughed, they've been smoking a lot longer than I have because I've only been smoking since 2018. And... Everyone who's been smoking since they were like 12 years old, they all cough. Right. <laughs> Every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. I've been smoking since 20, 2006. So it couldn't even be a 20. It wasn't even a 20 yet. So this was still high school. So I've been smoking for a very long time, sir. So, okay. See, yeah. I My high school, I was in the 90s. I'm a little, oh. a little old. <laughs> I was still, well, 90s, I was, that was elementary school. Uh, yeah. See, yeah, that was early 90s, like late 80s, early 90s elementary school for me. Oh, I didn't even realize you were older than me. You look so good, Black Don't Crack. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, girl, I just turned 38 last month. Oh, my gosh. Happy late birthday. Thank you, Capricorn. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would have never guessed 38. You look gorgeous. That is that Lux life living through you, yes. And that is exactly (laughs) what our topic is about today. The black woman living that luxury life and bringing cannabis along for the journey. Along with it. Yes. Sophistication of cannabis, which is my slogan. (laughs) I'm sorry, what was your slogan? The sophistication of cannabis. I love it. I love Mm -hmm. it. I love it. I love it. Um, So... Before we get started, I love your Arnold shirt. That was like super childhood memory. Yes. Arnold. Yes. Rugrats. Rugrats was my absolute favorite. I've watched every episode. I had a book on Rugrats. My mom could not stand Rugrats because that's all I watched. And then my favorite character was Angelica. And she was so mad. She's like, why can't you like Susie? She's nice. She's black. She be taking care of people. But you got to like the white girl that's just mean to everybody and got that ratty dog. The spoiled, the spoiled rich white girl. And she's like, and she carry around that ratty doll. I hate that doll. It's like, look, Cynthia's a homie. Susie was, Susie was too nice. I'm like, that doesn't, I mean, I'm a nice person too, but like, nah, they made Susie way too nice and put up way too much with the spoiled it was Angelica was the Karen before Karen's. Yes, she was Karen before Karen even mm-hmm. even had a name. Yes. And it actually, if you think about it, what's her mom's name? Charlotte. I can definitely see Charlotte being a Karen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, see. I think she even had the haircut, didn't she? Or no, she had the ponytail. But still, it almost bobbed down like the A-line, you know, the A-line symmetrical haircut. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Like, like daughter, the, the spoiled, not privileged, typical household. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Look at Nickelodeon telling the future. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. 
So um, <laughs> tell us about yourself, Keila. What What is it that makes you... Hold on, sorry. My phone is... Or my iPad just... Okay, am I back now? Yeah, you're back. It just started doing stuff on its own. I wasn't even touching it. It's rude. <laughs> He said technology. Look, again, getting us. <laughs> um, so tell us about yourself, Keila. What is your bluntly black girl luxury story? So I got into cannabis. Well, I started smoking, like I told you, like 2018. Um, I had did a ton of research on it because I have anxiety and depression and things like that. And I had did all this research because I heard, I found out that cannabis helps with it. So I started smoking. I did my research, started smoking. I'm more of a sativa person. And back in May of 2021, I just passed. I met someone who was a cannabis influenza and I was like, wow, they have that, that exists. I didn't even know that that was real. So I was like, I want to be a cannabis influencer. So, um, she, we hung out. She was from, she lived in Oklahoma. I went to Oklahoma to Canacon. I ended up meeting this girl who is a really big influencer on Instagram, who is a cannabis influencer. I flew out to LA to meet her. Um, we hung out. She kind of put me on to everything. And then I started noticing the route that cannabis is, you know, like has been going. It's like more, um, you know, like the girls are more hippie type, um, you know, like bikinis and everything. I mean, it's that more like sex appeal vibe, mm-hmm. you know, or that whole, um, you know, hip hop vibe. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that there was not, not really anything for, I want to say like the grown and sexy, the more luxurious, sophisticated um, community. And so I had created my brand High Vibe Society, and which is the sophistication of cannabis. And um, literally, it's more so curating to the more upscale events, um, the more sophisticated crowd, and also, you know, breaking that stigma and the taboo of what marijuana has been you know what cannabis has been stigmatized as and you know I felt like that would really help as far as like um you know with people doctors lawyers people who you know they smoke but they hide it because they feel that it's still taboo I felt like it needed that 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 sophisticated um vibe to it so that's what I had started you know doing I do puff and paints um down here I do upscale events and I'm also a professional roller um I roll I'll show you I really (laughs) want to know more about this because I am one that can't roll anything um at all I it's it's quite sad um I've tried a few times and I have gotten better I have got them to the point where they are actually smokable but (laughs) that's about it I have a good technique, but these I do. So these are backwards down here. Oh my so. gosh, that's so pretty. Yeah. And you do these by hand. Yeah. So I roll. Um, in Miami, I'm from New York originally. I was just about Miami, to ask that. 
I was like, because yeah. I know you're in Miami, but just listening to you, I'm getting all the Nicki Minaj ever. So I'm like, she is not from Miami. I, I swear she's from New York. I have to ask. That makes yeah, so much sense. So funny. One of my coworkers said that she was like, has anybody ever told you you sound like Nicki Minaj? And I was like, no, I've never heard that. But I can kind of see. Like, you, you know, we you've really never so, heard that? Besides like no, me? The- you and this other girl I work with, she said that to me. She was like, you sound like Nicki Minaj. And I was just like, I've never heard that before. I, as soon as you started talking, as soon as you started talking, I had to take a double look at the mirror. I mean, at the at the screen, because I'm like, oh my god, like people gonna think I got Nicki Minaj on my fucking podcast over here. Because I had to do a double take. I can't believe nobody else but me and one other person have told you that. Yes, no so, one's ever told me that. Like so, my people say I sound like, oh, you sound like you're from Boston. You sound like you're Boston. from Boston. Yeah, someone told me that before. That was from New York. And then, I mean, but my accent kind of changes because, like, I was raised, I was born, I'm from New York, but I was raised between Pittsburgh and New York City. And then I have a Latin influence as well. Like, I'm half Dominican, so um, when I'm around my Latin people, I kind of sound more Latin. When I'm around, like, it, it depends on who I'm around. Like, when I'm around P- people from Pittsburgh, I sound like I'm from Pittsburgh. Like, so my accent kind of fluctuates, I would say. Um, I pick up very easily. So I think that's more so what it is. So I, And it's also, I think it's like a relating thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I relate to people, I guess, in a sense. So I'll almost, without subconsciously, like, camouflaging i guess you can say but my aunt does that she picked when she talks to people she picks up their accent in the conversation and yes she's actually done it like i hope this doesn't sound bad but whatever she's done it with like asian people and i'm like stop like you can't do that that's so rude and she and she's not doing it on purpose but it's like like you said it's un it's subconscious but i'm like oh my god i need you to pay more attention to that like most other people you can get away with it but when you start doing like the asian accent it's very very clear and you can't do that it's a whole mess um I don't, I don't remember how we got here, but I love it. It's fine. It's great. And I love all the background that you gave us on you and um, your brand. I definitely, when I was scrolling and trying to find people to bring onto the show, and I was like, I just want different black women that can bring interesting conversations. And I think the conversation around black women in luxury is just, um, it's an elevated conversation now. Right, because I feel like more people are starting to to um, allow that space or to mm-hmm. say that this space is here and it's okay, and so now more people are becoming more aware of it. And I think it's just so beautiful to see um, a black woman in luxury. Like, why not? Right. Um, oh. So I knew I had to bring you on. <laughs> so I appreciate you for coming through and giving us a little info about you, a little insight to yourself. Before we get into the episode, I always like to do um, a quick temp check. Um, mental health is extremely important to me. It's something that I'm really on a um, journey on, as well as my cannabis journey. I'm doing this mental health journey, and so I really want to make sure I take the time to check in with my highness queens, my smoking sisters, and see how your mental health is doing. Um, especially now, there's been a lot of um, 
death, like to just be 100% blunt with it. Um, in our community, the black community, um, surrounding mental health. And I so I think now more than ever, it's important to check in, not just on the people th that you technically quote unquote need to, but literally everyone, because you never know what somebody is going through. Um, so I want to take the time to check in with you and see how's your week been? How's your, um, mental health been lately? Well, um, if I would be honest, my mental health has been struggling for the last couple of months. Like I said in the beginning, I have anxiety, major depression, ADHD, and I just recently found out that I'm on the spectrum. But um, but yeah, so like I'm on the, I found out I'm on the spectrum, and it answered a lot of questions that I was very unaware with that I struggled my entire life with. Um, you know, like as far as with my personality because of, like I said before, me trying to be a people pleaser and trying to make sure everyone's happy and I was always making myself uncomfortable. I was always suffering, you know, behind closed doors because I felt like, and I and I feel that this is something that has always been talked about highly, in the, especially with black women, how we take on so many burdens because we feel that, you know, the, the one saying I um, that was always something, you know, God only gives you so much that you can handle or whatever. And it's like, well, I'm handling all of this, so that means that I can deal with it. And silently, you suffer in silence, mm -hmm. you know, so you don't speak up with it. You don't, you don't feel that there may be something wrong because you feel like this is just what you're supposed to deal with. Mm -hmm. And on my mental health journey, I've learned that, you know, like, no, I don't, I shouldn't have to suffer so much you know and be unhappy because of the accounts of other people so um you know i've been going through some things but cannabis helps me a lot with my my thoughts because it helps me to compartmentalize everything to rationalize things to um you know not panic as opposed to when i'm in my sober state of mind i tend to overthink over worry over stress and when I'm high, I'm just like, I understand everything in life is temporary and, you know, except for change. And you got to understand that, okay, this too shall pass. And it helps me to really rationalize that and not panic. And when I smoke, I'm just like, it is what it is, mm -hmm. you know, and I will get through this because it's not the end of the world. What's up, my highness queens? This is your trigger warning. This is a trigger warning. Um, in the next minute, we will be talking about mental health, facility assault and trauma, suicide and major depression. If you would like to pass this part, I suggest uh, fast forwarding to about 26 minutes and starting from there. Thanks. Um, I did go through an episode in November where I um, ended up becoming extremely depressed to where I did not want to be here. Um, my sister called the cops and I ended up in a psych ward and everything because they thought that I was going to kill myself. I wasn't going to kill myself, but it was, this was the very first time in my life that I really didn't want to be here, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, it scared me. And that's the only reason why I even agreed and cooperated with the cops and everything and went into the psych ward, but I would never, ever, ever 
wish that on anyone to go to the psych ward because that was the worst experience that I've ever experienced in my life. It actually was, I did not receive help. I actually was assaulted when I got there and was injected with an antipsychotic and I'm not on med, I'm not on meds. So I do not feel that this, the system does not help you. <clears throat> um, but once I got out, I believe in therapy, but I do more self therapy because um, what I do is the recordings to where I will sit here, I'll smoke, and I'll speak out loud about whatever it is that I feel that is bothering me or that has triggered me and I need to do my inner work. I do that, and I help myself get through what it is that I need to get through because the only person I feel that can truly help you is yourself. You know, you're the only person that can make that choice on healing or not healing, Mm -hmm. letting that situation affect you or not letting it affect you, you know, talking to someone, essentially, you know, I understand that it's the same thing. If I were to talk to someone, they're going to ask me certain questions. They're not going to tell me what I need to do. They're going to ask me questions to have me make realizations of what I need to do. And Mm -hmm. I can do that with myself. Mm -hmm. So I literally will just sit in my house. I'm more of an introvert, introvert or extrovert, I guess, omnivert. Um, and I will work through my issues. I love um, the idea, like you said, of rec- just sitting back recording and just talking and then like going back and reviewing that. Because like you said, it, it takes the element of having to think and talk at the same time, like like listen to yourself and process those thoughts where you can just let them all flow out. Um, just being able to like get those thoughts out and then the the act of processing them later, um, I think would just take, would be so helpful. Yes. And it is, it really is because the thing is, is that again, because I'm an overthinker and I have anxiety, it's hard. My mind goes so rapid that it's hard for me to write things down, you know, like how they say the journal and stuff. So mm-hmm. that essentially is journaling for me because I'm able to get all my thoughts out. Well, um, yeah, I really, I really like, oh. like you said, how that's a, a form of journaling for yourself, a video journal for yourself. Um, I think one of the biggest, rewards that I've kind of gotten of just this particular part of doing the podcast is different ideas of what could work for different people. Cause you know, like you said, we're not all the same. So what's going to work for you may not work for me, may not work for the other person, but it may work for that fourth person. So, um, yeah. So I think, um, and I know personally me, I've never thought to just put a recording on of me talking you know, doing a video type of diary instead of writing it down before. So I love that idea. I hope that that continues to help you. Um, And I hope Mm -hmm. that it helps, you know, one or two people out there listening to this who may also be in the same boat and, you know, aren't necessarily journalers, but they can do video journals. I think that's such a beautiful idea. Or either video or even, you know, the voice recording, the one that, mm-hmm. that you got on the phone. The iPhone has, like, the voice record. Mm-hmm. And I just literally have recordings all down, like, and I just go back and I listen to them. Because when you listen to it, it's it shows growth if you found a different way of handling the situation. So, for me, it's like I'm listening. I listen back to it. And I'm like, wow, 
I used to think like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, okay. I, I have, and you can see the progress, mm-hmm. you know, just like if you would go back and look in your journal, but mm-hmm. you're hearing yourself at this point. And I feel like that's also even more impactful because you're hearing your own voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the audio part of it definitely um, hits different. Um, I love that. And I love that you're in a better space now in a better uh, mental space. Um, I'm so happy that you had family members there to be able to recognize that you at least needed some type of uh, assistance. Uh, Definitely probably wasn't the right assistance once you got there. Um, But that you have the people around you that could see that something was not right. Um, And that you have the wherewithal to see that something wasn't right or felt that something wasn't right. And you did what you needed to do to figure it out and work through it. And that in of, of itself is so commendable, so amazingly um, beautiful because the awareness and then the dedication to work on it is not easy at all. It's probably the hardest part. It's literally probably the hardest part. So I I congratulate you, sis, and I hope that um, you continue on this beautiful journey and you you reach every destiny that you are meant to reach. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yes, yes, yes. Um, That's a beautiful story, and I thank you very much for being blunt and honest with us and opening up, and I really hope that that your story helps somebody out there. Thank you. Yeah. That's why that's the name of my my roses. I have rose petal blunts as well Mm -hmm. that I do and create. That's dope. And those are real rose petals. Yeah, we're rose petals. And my brand is called Blunted Roses, Um, you know, because of the fact that, I mean, it is like a rose blunt and also because I am a blunt person. Right? See all this synergy with, like, like, it's just, it all works out. It all works out. I love it. It does. It all circles back. Exactly. And... So tell us what um, what you are smoking today. Let's get a rundown of what you're smoking. So I'm smoking actually two things because I smoke THC, but I also smoke CBD to help kind of level out the weed because the weed that I have is like really, really, it's too strong for me. So I need the CBD to kind mm, of make it, it not as strong. So I'm smoking, this is my rose color blend. It's like kind of old, but like it's white, um, white runs mm-hmm. there. And then my CBD I'm smoking is with my CBD brand that I actually have. It's called Oho. Um, it's, it's called what? Puff Puff Oho is the brand. Mm-hmm. And it's Puff Puff pre-rolls um, that I have. They have up to 17% uh, CBD. So it literally feels like I'm smoking cannabis. Mm-hmm. Like the high is incredible. It makes you so relaxed. So um, it's more sativa based, but we have uh, three different ones, of course, um, two hybrids and um, and one in the codominant. Um, <clears throat> and I also help people uh, CBD drop ship. You know, mm-hmm. like open up their own CBD and do drop shipping. This is a company that I'm with and I get paid to sell and I also get paid to, you know, like teach people how to do what I do. So 
Yeah, it's pretty awesome company. The the pre rolls are amazing. Like I normally smoke CBD a lot because the girl that I told you that I met in LA, she was smoking a lot of CBD, and I didn't know anything about CBD at that time because again, I'm still like I was still like very new to learning about cannabis. And she told me she does like one in one. She'll put CBD in and roll it with the THC and it helps level it out. And I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. So I tried it and I'm like, oh my God, this is so much better because I would smoke and I would just be so high (laughs) and I would literally go in the corner and not talk to anybody. (laughs) We'd be in the club, in the corner, like, don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Leave me alone. Like, super freaking anxiety, like crazy. And I realized, like, when I go to work and everything, how much calmer I am, you know, um, with THC, but, like, sometimes it's too much. So this brand I found, um, you know, to other CBD companies that, because I've been looking for a CBD company that I can, you know, link up with because I wanted to sell CBD. And this one that I found actually is amazing like i've never smoked any cbd that had me like feeling like i was actually high mm-hmm. yeah. you know? so it's really cool so um that's what i'm smoking on i have the oh puff pre-rolls and the rose petal um the white runts it's the sativa. that sounds mm-hmm. nice yeah i yeah, uh, I, I remember the first time that i pre-rolls. huh I said, I'm going to send you some rose petals. Yeah, I remember the first time that I've never smoked out of a rose petal blunt. So that that would be, I would feel very luxurious. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, the first time I had CBD, because I also didn't really like, I was like, why am I going to do something that doesn't really get me high? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. So I always stuck to THC. But then there was a few times where I was like, I'm fucking high. Like, whoa. And then I was telling somebody a story about it, like one of my really, really high stories. And they're like, yeah, so why don't you ever try CBD, like to bring you down? And I was like, does that work? <laughs> like, excuse me? Are, are you teaching me things right now? <laughs> and so the next time I tried it and I, I was like, oh my God, it really does work. And so I uh, made sure I always had CB- like one thing of an eighth of CBD like on hand just in mm-hmm. case. But then there was a few times, like, um, when I was trying to stop my vape pen, like, the not cannabis vape, but, like, a vape vape pen, I was okay, like, okay. but I didn't, I didn't want to be high all the time. Like, I'm pretty much high, like, 95% of the time. But, you know, the other 5%, right? <laughs> it, it's more about that hand-to-mouth action. And so I was like, what right. can I do to, like, still have that hand-to-mouth action but it's not THC. So I was like, let me do the CBD. And so I started doing those like when I didn't want to be high, high, but didn't want to reach for my vape pen. And you did. I was like, I still do get a nice little even buzz where uh-huh. it's like actually the perfect amount of buzz sometime for me to go work or go do something where I'm like able to think enough, but I'm still, I can still tell that I'm not sober. Right. Yeah, and so. that's exactly the perfect explanation of why I do it that way as well, because I like to be alert and focused, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be anxious. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel timid, you know, because I, I can, I'm like that. So I have, you know, like the social anxiety part. So like, it helps me to just 
mingle and and not come off kind of like standoffish, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm I'm a lot more open, outgoing, more extroverted. So it's I love it. Like it really really helps a lot, you yeah. know, so. I think that I don't think that CBD is, or at least from what I've seen, I don't think um, it's praised as much as it should be (laughs) because it really, it really, like, I really thought it was more just strictly for medicinal purposes, you know, stuff like, like, if you have pain and stuff like that, like, then you go to CBD, but there's so many other options. I know, like, um, when I'm getting really tired, like, when I'm working, Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, sometimes even smoking sativa won't wake me up. Like if right. I smoke too much during the day, the sativa will even still make me tired. But I started mm-hmm. drinking the CBD drinks. They're called from can instant wakes me up. Like it's like a, it's like a five hour energy yeah. shot. Yeah. Like instantly wakes me up. Um, they're, they're called, Oh, you said I had one in here earlier. Um, it's called can. I'll send you a link. Um, Okay, yeah. And they're like, it's like a, kind of like a salsa water, kind of. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's, I swear it feels like taking a five hour energy for me without the, the. The jolt of the caffeine. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the jolt. Well, it gives me the jolt, but it's not as harsh. It's a nut. It's just, it wakes me back up. And then, you know, the five hour things, those you drop off the fall is rough. Like, Oh yeah. That crash. The crash. I mean, and it That's the word. I was, I was trying to think of the word. I couldn't think of the word crash. Oh, and I was like, fuck, what is this word? The fall, the down, the, what is it? The crash. Yeah. <laughs> the crash is hard, but the, the CBD drinks, I don't have that crash on them. Like eventually, no, eventually I does go like, you know, you go back. I feel like I go back to normal. But it's not like, oh, I'm so heavy. I'm so tired. It's just like, oh, okay. Am I done now? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You know what else is really good? I don't know if you, I I started drinking, you know, that thing on Instagram. It's like the mushroom latte or something. Um, So it's like a, a, a mushroom, it's a mushroom latte. It's like a, the powder and you can make lattes or coffee or whatever out of it. Mm -hmm. But it's, from shrooms. I no, I haven't seen mushrooms. But well, I, I mean, I love matcha. Yeah, everyday dose is what it's called. So it doesn't have caffeine. It helps you wake up to wake up and stay relaxed and mood stabilize and everything. But it's a mushroom. Um, it's 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 like mushroom coffee in a sense. Never heard of it's it. Dope. It. I, have I to. really love it. I'll send it to you. I'll yeah. send it to you. I was going to say, where did you, you just, how did you find this? Like, I have never heard of this. You know how you're like scrolling on Instagram? Yeah. And the ads were popping up? It was like one of those ads and I clicked on it and I went to their page and started reading. It has nootropics in it. It has lion's mane. Like, it's, I was like, okay, let me order this. So I ordered it and I, t- and I tried it and I'm like, oh. Okay. Really, it's really weird. Right. No crash. And, and I don't drink coffee because I'm 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 sensitive to caffeine, oh, so I can't caffeine. even drink coffee. So um, no, it's not really. Cra- it's just like you say that. It. Like it's like when it comes down, you're just like, okay, I'm back to normal. Yeah. 
It's not like this. Like, like those other ones, it's like when you crash, it's like, oh, I'm 10 times tired, more tired than I was when I took it before. Yeah. Like, it's worse. Sluggish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look into I've never heard of it. This is very interesting. I'll send it to you. I'm I'll always looking for new things to try. That, me too. Me too. And, I, and the CBD um, oils too. Like, I do the droplet under my tongue and... I tried that, um, and I tried more, that I did more for, like, um, I get really bad back cramps, um, when I start Mm. my period, and so I tried it for that, and it helped a little bit, but the aspirin still, still does the job better, so I haven't found, but I think it's also, like, I just, I know it's one of those, CBD is one of those things you have to find the right one for you. Because yes. um, yes. I know, like, there's a, I have a CBD balm that I use, like, when my joints get, my, my body hurts. And it took me going through, like, eight or nine different bombs before I found one that actually I could feel working. Where And I gave them all away. And people are like, I don't know why you didn't like, it works great for me. And I was like, it's just one of those things that didn't work for me. So I have to go find what works for me. So I think that's what it is with the, the, the drops, too. But, um, but I've tried... Yeah, tried pills too okay. yeah mm-hmm. it matters what whatever your body likes your body likes so you just go find it exactly mm-hmm. exactly um so you you told us a little bit um now that we've wrapped up the the rundown of what we're smoking you told us a little bit about your relationship with cannabis so that's kind of just like the last little intro here you know before we get into the the meats and potatoes of the episode um okay. Why do you smoke? You know, you said it helps with your anxiety and all of that. But I, I think I was really intrigued um, how you said you started to research it more before you really started to um, actually consume. And I think most people that I've talked to, like not just on the show, but in general, their first smoking experience wasn't because they were trying to find a way to fix you know, whatever pain they were having or anything like an informed decision. It's more, hey, you want to smoke? Oh, oh, oh sure. Because you don't want to look like, you know, the punk in front of everybody. So I think it's just so beautiful to, to see or to hear that you made a very informed decision um, about how you were going to um, make your life better. And it just happened to be mm-hmm. cannabis. Yeah, I mean, when, I mean, of course, you know, when you're younger, like, I had tried, so I had a very, okay, so the very first time I tried smoking, I was 17, okay, and my, this guy I called my brother, um, we, he lived off campus, and, you know, we were all over there chilling and everything, and they were smoking, and I'm just like, oh my god, like, I literally was the full description of oh my god smoking is so bad this is so horrible like you're a terrible person i'm not dating you if you smoke i'm the uh, yuck, <laughs> disgusting. you know like that was what you know smoking would make you a loser and you would you know your brain would be fried like that's what i thought that smoking was you know mm-hmm. and it was crazy because my homegirl would come to school in, in high school high all the time and ace all her tests. And I'm just like, the fuck? Like, <laughs> how are you acing a test? <laughs> and you're high, but everybody says the smoking right. is bad. Right. Like, so they I told tried me smoking. stoners were dumb. Yo, facts. So, like, I tried smoking at 17 for the very first time. And 
I inhaled too deeply and I had the worst panic attack ever in my life. Like it felt like somebody put their hand in my chest and started grabbing my lungs and I couldn't breathe. And I ran downstairs outside and I was walking in the middle of the street, speaking in tongues to God. And cause I was really religious at that time oh my God. <laughs> and telling God, like, I will never smoke again. Please don't let me die. Because I thought that if I stopped moving that I was going to die. <laughs> so I ended up like, Oh my God. Like I ended up, um, roaming around campus because my brother wouldn't call the cops because it's like, okay, if we call the cops, we'll get kicked out of college. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, so of course, you know, I can't call the cops. So I'm like roaming around campus trying to get help. I almost ended up getting kidnapped because my, my college was really infamous for like rape. Like they would like, if a girl was like walking around by herself, there were so many girls who got like gang raped by it so i'm like walking around campus at like one o'clock in the morning trying to find help because i didn't want to call the cops because i'm like i'm gonna get kicked out of school if they find out that i was high eventually i ended up having to call like they had like the blue lights and i went and got the blue light they came and i told them i had a dr pepper so they just said that my drink was laced they tried to get <laughs> blood from me and i have rolling veins and i I have a very hard time giving blood. So they just deemed my, they said my veins collapsed and that I was like drugged or something. So like they didn't know. So I went home, fell asleep, woke up. It was like eight o'clock in the morning when I, when I went to sleep, woke up at five 30 in the evening and I was still high. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, I'm what like, I'm never the hell did. did you smoke? So, at that time, that was when we was Reggie, 50, and Dro. So, this was in 2001 when I was in college. So, like, I smoked the 50. That's what they had called it. I guess it was that was the hybrid, the half and half. And so, girl, I'm like, I'm never smoking again. And then I tried it again when I was 28. And I was in, I, um... I saw a cop and I was super paranoid and it was all this crazy shit happened. And I was just like, okay, I'm not smoking anymore. So <laughs> like I literally went years and did not touch marijuana. I didn't like it. I didn't want anything to do with it. And I moved to Miami and everyone was smoking and it was like, you want to try smoking? And I said, okay, I'll try it. <laughs> like I was terrified. You're bold. <laughs> like, you already had two horrible experiences well, and I she know. said let's do it one more time hey well, third time's the charm right no exactly yo when i tell you that was the best conversation the best like i felt incredible and i'm just like this was the happiest i've ever felt in my life so i started literally i went home and i got on google and started researching cannabis researching sativa and like learning everything that i could learn about cannabis and its correlations with anxiety depression everything like everything i started watching you know documentaries like i just and hyper focused like literally and that's i mean that's a, a trait like with the autism so like you hyper focus on things that really strike your interest so you have to learn like i have to learn everything about it and that's what i did and I started with the vape pen 
but I would get this really weird pain in my chest every time I would inhale, like Mm -hmm. every time I would pull. And I'm just like, I can't do this vaping because it hurts no matter what it is. If it's Delta eight CBD, whatever it's the vape pen, it just doesn't work for me. So I started flower and then I just only smoke flower and I tried the bong one time and I dabbed one. <coughs> the dabbing is what had me in the corner in the club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, not talking to anybody, you know, but I love cannabis and I'm a super huge advocate for it. Like I, it changed my life and literally it changed and it helps with my cramps. Like the CBD helps. I have really bad cramps as well. Mm-hmm. Like, but my period is the worst and I smoked blue dream and it took my cramps away mm. completely. So that's why I'm like, this plant is a miracle plant. Mm-hmm. Everyone should try it some way, somehow, whether they consume it, smoke it, whatever. This plant is everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm a advocate for it. Like, I don't care where I'm at, and I'm very open and vocal. Even when I go to job interviews, I'm like, yeah, I smoke weed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't care. Like, I literally told my boss, I have to go out and smoke because I'm having an anxiety attack right now. Mm-hmm. I have to go. Mm-hmm. And they were like, go do what you need to do. I'm very open. Yeah. Very, very open. I don't care. Like, I love that journey- so much. That is literally the mission of my life is so that especially black women can be that open um, with their consumption because it it is um, something that helps us. Like I know me personally, um, I use it for anxiety too, but not as much. Um, But it helps me be more productive. Like Mm -hmm. I produce more and in my opinion, more quality work when I'm high. And Mm -hmm. so you want me to be high at work. Like you want me to be, it motivates yeah. me. And so I want whatever the reason that you consume cannabis should be okay. It should, it should, it's fine. And I, and you should be able, like you said, to, to tell anybody like, Hey, I need a moment to go outside and hit my pen because I, I'm having anxiety because I have writer's block because I just need to get up and walk for a second you know, because I'm tired of sitting, like, whatever. The reason is you should be able to freely say that and it not be like, what did you just say? <laughs> you know? So, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, my that. mom does that to me all the time. He was like, everybody knows that you smoke weed. I'm like, okay, and he's like, you just need to be careful because you know how corporate this place is. I was like, well, I have my medical card. Right. So... You know, Sorry. I'm like, I was like, and the only person that is coming to me with the problem is you. So get out my face. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because at the end of the day, you're the one that has an issue with mm-hmm. it. No one else. Everybody else is like, I love how free you are about it. Like, I talk to every single one because I bartend in the hotel um, as well. So, like, I have guests. They come in all the time and half of them are in the cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. So it's like. All of my conversations literally end up being about cannabis at my bar, you know, and everyone talks about it and how they consume it, how they, they were like, oh, we were going to ask if you knew anyone. I'm like, dude, like everyone smokes. Everyone's okay with it. It's just, he's older, like fifties older. So mm-hmm. he's still that older generation mm-hmm. where they, you, you can do it, but don't tell anybody. 
Yeah, he still, and I'm just like, you have no idea how much progression has mm-hmm. happened. And I was like, this is why you are part of the problem because you won't even take the time to even research. He still thinks that it's not good for you. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, do some research and educate yourself instead of being stuck in this. What they've told you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you're in Miami. Uh, Mm -hmm. what are the cannabis laws like there? Like, is it. So down here, um, it is medically legal, but it's not recreational. So you technically have to have a medical card and buy and consume, you know, buy from a medical dispensary because there's no recreational dispensaries. Um, I think I've had, I've talked to somebody else in the past who was also in Florida, but I don't, I don't know if she was deaf in Miami, but what, um, what does that process look like getting the medical card? Cause from what I remember, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot for her. And I was like, Ooh, girl, <laughs> even when we had to get medical cards, it was not that much work. We went inside well, the paper, paid the yeah. money and went. Yeah. That's basically what it was for me. I mean, maybe when she got it, it was a different, I mean, if it was a couple years ago, maybe, but mm-hmm. like, um, I, okay. So it's $200 to get your medical card down here, but definitely wasn't $200. Yes, yeah, $200 down here because it's 150, it's um, $125 for the doctor's visit, and then it's $75 state fee for it to be processed, and they send you the card. So that's an, something that you can't get around is the state fee. But how I got mine, because I didn't pay $200. Like, I, I wouldn't have got it if I had to. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know how much weed that is? Like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> but, um, but because of the fact that, again, I'm so free with how I smoke because I don't care. Um, I'm like, maybe I should probably get it just to cover my ass in case, you know, I do happen to be walking. Because I walk down the street and smoke my my mm-hmm. my, my joints. I will light up anywhere. I don't care. I will go to the restaurant and roll up at the restaurant. <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> I when I come to Miami, we're going to dinner and we're walking down no. the street and we're you. smoking. We're doing it. It's yes. got to happen. And it's so funny because people are like, are you really? I'm like, I do, I've do. i been doing this since I've been smoking and no one. I walk past the cops and smoke. I don't care. But they're, they are still very lax down here. You know, it's just, again, the Karens or the people who think it's a bad thing. That's the reason why. It's like, oh, my God, are you doing that? But no one cares. Like, literally, when you have um, cannabis events down here, because, again, it's not legal. There are so many cannabis events that goes on down here. That's what they do. Man, you know how many things go on in this Miami? Mm-hmm. The, it's the city of crooks. <laughs> you know, so like <laughs> this place was born on on coke. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody who got money down here or they're pushing something. Like nobody is, you know, like mm-hmm. so the least of the worries is weed. Mm-hmm. You know, like down here, the least of the worries. I mean, yeah, they've been busting like different um you know, like events and stuff like that. But that stuff is happening in like Orlando and, you know, areas like that. But down here, they do it all the time. The cops don't care. Like I've seen the cops do drug deals right here on like <laughs> up the street from like, dude got out the car and did the weed. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> What am I saying? 
but it's just more so for the Karens. I have my card, my yeah. medical card, but I ended up not paying because um, I was hired to do to teach people how to roll because I do that as well. Like I, I do events where I do rolling classes, and I was hired to do that. And at that particular event, they had um, you know, like all of the different medical dispensaries there, and one medical dispensary was giving out free um medical cards but you just had to pay the state fee and so i signed up for that and right. i went and got my appointment right <laughs> my appointment paid my 75 dollars and got my medical card you know so it's like that's dope that's crazy i didn't even um yeah ours were definitely not that expensive <laughs> i think i think the first one was like 80 and then the renewal i think is like 65 or something like that and you renew well, every, yes. you renew it every year. Yeah, Florida is crooks. Like I said, they try to get the maximum amount of money that they can from you, and that's essentially what it is. The renewal, I think, is like one something, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm like, I'm gonna just have an expired medical card because right. I have no intentions of buying medical marijuana from Florida. The, the weed down here is trash oh, in the sucks. dispensary trash so i'm just like nah i'm not that the purpose of me having it was just if i needed to show it yeah but i would never buy from them you know so where do you get the trees from then i got connects (laughs) i I got my connects i got my ways (laughs) no i get them from cali and stuff like that but i mean i have certain connects Mm -hmm. you know because i don't like Florida weed, you know, and then everybody that's down here that's on black market that sells like well their legacy, we don't call it black market anymore. The legacy people, um, they get all their bud from Cali most of the time. But the thing is, is in Miami everybody smokes indicas. Why? So because everybody wants to chill. Everybody smokes graba down here, and everyone smokes indicas. Like nobody smokes sativas. Because they don't, because remember, it's like you're living on an island, like you're in my, you're, I live where people vacation, you mm-hmm. know, and everyone's in that vacation mindset. Yeah. Not but that's what me. they do down here. But everybody smokes indicas. That's everybody. Crazy. Everybody's an indica smoker. I, I can get an eighth of indica and have that for like three weeks to a month. But I'll go Bro. through all my sativa in a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't go through, I've been smoking a lot more lately, but like when I first started smoking flour, I would have it for like six, I would have an eighth for six months. How? What? And everyone would ask me that because <laughs> I literally would smoke like once a week or one, and then I would take two hits and I was good because I was still trying to get used to smoking again. And, but then when I started doing the influencing thing, I'm like, I got to up my lung <laughs> capacity. <laughs> I get these deep lungs. I can't be honest. I can't even smoke. So I started smoking more, but then I started because I never used to be high going to work. I was scared still, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm like, what if they find out? I can't go to work and not be high now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I cannot be high and be around human beings. Like <laughs> it's a lie. Yeah, it really is. It it's I'm a different person, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a whole different person. So like, I 
I'm like, I have to smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I definitely understand these feelings because I feel the same most of the time. (laughs) I'm like, why am I not high right now? (laughs) This is too much to deal with. Um, I love that. I think that I think the best relationship with cannabis that anybody can have is an honest and open relationship. Um, so I think you hit those marks. Um, cause again, there's no reason to hide cannabis consumption. Cannabis is not a drug. <laughs> it's a, a, it's a plant. It's a plant. And it helps me. And it yes. can help a whole, like anybody, really, truly. Yes. Um, you do it with intention and you and you have an intention as to why you're doing it, I feel makes it so much more effective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything with intention is uh, the goal. At least that's my goal for this year. That's, that's exactly doing things with intention. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I have that on my phone, like <laughs> live with intention is what it says. Um, so another part of the show is our high blessings. Um, and this is where I like to do positive affirmations, you know, any manifestations that you have and really just kind of put those, um, things out in the universe. Um, so I know that you didn't get the outline. So do you perhaps have an affirmation or manifestation that you are feeling on your heart right now that you have on the top of your head or anything like that? If not, yeah, I would say, I would say abundance, um, being, I mean, I say that to myself, I am abundant. I am prosperous. Um, Fulfilling the goal of my, you know, my small business becoming my main focal point to where I don't have to work anymore and helping people just see that cannabis is, you know, a miracle drug is having that being grateful and thankful that I even discovered this plant, you know, because it's helped me tremendously. So I would say that. I love that. I think that's beautiful. Um, abundance, cannabis in abundance is beautiful. Uh, black women in abundance is beautiful. Black women in luxury in abundance is beautiful. Okay. Yeah, all of these things in abundance. All of, all of them. <laughs> yes, I am here for it. And I think that is a beautiful high blessing. Um, my high blessing today is that I trust myself, I have faith in myself, and I believe in myself. Um, So really trying to just reinforce that I uh, may not look like I know what I'm doing, but deep down I know what I'm doing. (laughs) So reinforcing that thought. Um, Yes, and and yes, and being sure of yourself and not second-guessing, you know, like knowing that, you're in control of your life and that no matter what happens, it is temporary, you know, and it's temporary to get you to the next level and where you need to be because I feel that things happen because it's supposed to happen for you to understand it, to be able to move Mm -hmm. to that next level. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, the second guessing is is definitely a big one for me. I am a very, I can be very indecisive. It's actually quite annoying. It it it's one of my most like. One of the things that annoys myself about myself, like how indecisive I can be, because I'm like, why just make a decision? It should not be this hard, Jasmine. But yeah. Um, but it's, so it's, it's that I second. I know where it, where it where it um comes from, but you know it still is a struggle. Yes, that very I, much. I face regardless of understanding where it, because you know they always say when you get to the root of the problem, you can therefore make the steps in changing it. it. Yeah. So it it makes me understanding the root and knowing the roots. I have become more decisive as opposed to indecisive. I'm able to make decisions because I'm like, no, like I know it comes from fear. I know it stems from, you know, anxiety of not, not making knowing. the right choices right. or knowing what mm-hmm. the choice. But regardless, I mean, of course, life is choices. When you wake up in the morning and you step outside of your bedroom, you made the choice to face life. Mm-hmm. And you got to know and be confident and knowing that whatever decision is that you did make was the right decision for you at that moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that is what I keep telling myself. Um, it's, it's gotten, it, the second guessing has gotten less. It's still, mm-hmm. uh, pretty bad, but it is, there is, there is progress. <laughs> <laughs> there is progress. We are, you see the progress, right, right. We are. Ma- I definitely see the steps. We just haven't made all of them. <laughs> so. And every day you make a bigger. You just make one step. Even one right. step is better than no steps. So right. just always. And like you said, it like for me, it was really like realizing that it was coming from a place of fear and and not trusting myself and not trusting mm-hmm. my intuition, and so. I've really tried to, um, when I feel myself second-guessing myself, I've gotten a lot better at being aware of it. And so it's made it a lot easier, okay, in that moment. Okay, you're doing it again. Stop it. Make mm-hmm. a decision right now and then go with it. Um, so at least, exactly. at least I think the awareness is is the step that I'm on or um, the step that I've reached now and, mm-hmm. and been able to. So if we can just get to the point where it's like, less of a reaction and more of a just an action then you know i think we'll be good so yeah well as that's a lot of progression right there and knowing that and mm-hmm. understanding and realizing that you're able to understand what you need to do mm-hmm. to you know okay this is the decision i'm making i'm not you know and i feel like what i've been noticing and understanding and then from listening to podcasts and things like that Every, there's not one person on this earth that doesn't feel that they may be making the wrong decision. Like, mm-hmm. at some you just got to confidently make it. Right. You just got to do it. And not even at some point, at many points. Like, it's yeah. not a one-time like, thing. Over yeah, and over and exactly. over. Exactly. And I think that was also, like, something that was important for me to finally realize is, like, you're not going to have to do this just once. It's not about getting mm-hmm. over the hill just once. You're going to have to continuously yeah. get over this hill um, until it's either not a not a hill anymore or until it's natural for you to get over it. Um, mm-hmm. So, But either way, you, it, it's going to keep happening. 
So you might as well start figuring it out now. Absolutely. And I feel like it's just that way, period. Like sometimes there are things you just understand that that anxiety is going to be there regardless. Mm -hmm. And knowing that, because that was something like you stated that I needed to understand that because you overcame it one time, you're going to have to continuously overcome it every single time. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just the one time. Right. And, then I'm and I like, was so yeah. proud after that one time. Yeah. I was like, yeah, bitch, you ain't got to do this no more. <laughs> exactly. Like, yo, I got this. And then something else happened. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Why are we back really? here? <laughs> but, you know, it's about the the, the response <clears throat> and and... And when you're able to just make it at that point to where you're not procrastinating or you're not doubting yours. I mean, you're, you you may have the doubts, but it's but not to do the it point anyway. where it's hindering you. Yeah. You know, the hindrance no longer happens. The procrastination no longer happens. It's like, oh, no, I know I'm, I'm confident in myself that the decision that I made is the decision that I made. And I'm going to just do it. Right. And you just do it. You know, so I feel like. That's what shows the growth and the healing. But we are going to be continuously learning about ourselves and growing until the day that we take our last breath. And that was something that I had to understand. Mm -hmm. And once I understood that, I don't beat myself up anymore as much, you know, as much as I used to. Because I'm just like, this is going to be until the day I die. Mm -hmm. Like, so I understand it. So now my reactions to things have changed as opposed to like I'm responding as opposed to reacting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I think that was, that's very much what I was trying to say. Like the responding instead of reacting, because that's what I've noticed <laughs> is um I still feel the feelings, but I'm able to identify those feelings and I'm able to, work through them Uh instead of just completely shutting down and like letting them take over. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that for me, that's where the growth came in. Absolutely. Same. It's the exact same because essentially that's what it comes down to. It's knowing that you have to understand the feelings are going to come, but you still got to go through it. Mm-hmm. You still have to do it. Like, it doesn't matter. And that, like you stated, that's exactly when I started realizing, like, everything's going to happen to you regardless is on how you respond to it. Mm-hmm. It literally is. Like, I fully, truly understand that saying when they say 90% of life is how you respond to it, not what happened to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's how you respond to it. And if you respond to it to where it's like, I got this, you'll grow and you'll keep growing and you'll keep being abundant. (laughs) You know, you will feel that because of the fact that now you believe in yourself. And I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. When you believe in yourself, you just will continue to keep growing and you will receive your blessings. Yep. I think think that's what I would add to the end of, of my, I believe in myself is the last line here but then so I will receive and therefore I will receive my blessings mm-hmm. I like that I feel like that finishes the whole thought for me so thank you I appreciate that of course yes of course <laughs> um 
That's so beautiful. This has been such a, a very um, heartwarming, feels like not the right word, but the right feeling, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Um, so since I'm high and I can't think of the word right now, that's what we're going to go with. That's what we got to do. Yes, that is what is happening. So, let's get into this blunt talk real quick. Yes. Um, So, oh, I realized I didn't say what I was smoking today, and I made sure because I was like, what are we going to smoke? And I was like, well, we're talking about luxury. I want to do something nice, something that's, one, going to get me very high, which by the fact that I've been losing a lot of words during this episode is we can check that box off. We can check off the very eye. Um, but also that's something that makes me feel luxurious. So um, I forgot to mention earlier when we were talking about what we were smoking, what I was smoking, these are baby Jeters. They're infused um, pre-rolls. show you. I love those. I've had You them love before. Jeters? Yes. And they, they have, um, they're infused with liquid diamonds. And I was like, well, that sounds luxurious. So, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> that's what I have this week. And this is the horchata flavor and it really does taste like horchata and it's um a hybrid one but yeah so you guys have uh actually i think because i went and looked on their website and i think it's california florida and one maybe arizona that jeters are in oh i haven't had the jeters down here i ended up with how i had got a hold of them is i had met these girls at the fountain blue hotel when i was there and they had just came from Cali, and they were staying in the Fountain Blue, and we just started talking, and they had it, and they let me see it, and we were talking about cannabis and stuff, and I tried it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So I, that's, I how I, that's how I feel about Baby Jeter's. Fallen in love with Baby Jeter's. I'm I'm, I'm, I tend to focus in on things when I find something I like. I, I really stick I to it. Yes. Well. yes. So I have... A wall of plants I bought one plant and then I ended up buying 48 plants um that's how it was with leopard print that's like right it's like (laughs) it's crazy and so I have gone crazy over baby jeters I bought like I buy them like five or six little jars at a time Oh my god, that's yeah. amazing! I it's, wish. I wish. It's I mean, they probably have them. I gotta check to see if they have them. They're, they're I, probably overpriced dispensaries, though. Like. I well, yeah. Um, because I feel like it was Florida, and I may be absolutely horribly wrong on that. But I feel like when I went on there, it was only they were only in three states: California. Okay. I feel like it was Florida, maybe either Nevada or Arizona or something. I don't know. But again, I may be completely wrong on that. Um, but if you can get your hands on them, I definitely recommend it because. They are amazing, and there's they're yeah. little. I get the little where does get a little little yeah yes yeah, and this I one's like a, almost uh, gone, but it's so perfect like for individual just by yourself because like yes. yeah yeah but um so yeah that's what I'm that's what I'm smoking today, and it made me feel very luxurious and very high, and so I knew I had to that had to be my go to today for this conversation about the lux life, um. So, I kind of wanted um, the the overall feeling that I got when I was, like, doing my Googles and doing my research on the topic of black women and luxury was that it's, like, um, it's kind of seen, 
as more of a gold digger. If you if you're living the luxe life and you're showing that, it's like, oh, you must be a gold digger. You must be doing all these things and and basically earning your pay on your back, right? But then I think with the the social media age where people are able to see into quote unquote your life a little bit. Um, and I put quotes around that because who's really honest about their life on um, Instagram, but it kind of gave a new definition to what black luxury really does look like. I think it actually gave a, a visual instead of just this idea of what it looks like. And, um, and it's more, I feel of a black woman saying, Hey, I deserve nice things because I deserve nice things just like everybody else. And I look good doing it. So why not post it? Exactly. Right. And so that's kind of the, that's the feeling I got, but not everybody gets that feeling. So my first question um, to you is one, how did you decide um, that you were like, Hey, this is the life that I'm going to live. This is what I deserve. I felt that way because of, like I stated I always put myself second for so long, you know, like throughout my lifestyle, my lifetime. And I always like nice things. Like I feel I'm, I, I work for my own, you know, I work for myself. I, I sit here, I hustle, whatever it is that I have, I get myself. And I feel that why does other women get to, you know, enjoy this type of luxury and I not want the same, you know, and why do I have to feel like I need to be, you know, girl, I'm high. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it makes me so happy when that happens to somebody else but me because it always happens to me. I love it. I love it. I think what I need to do is like come up with a sound. I need to come up with a sound, like a high sound. So whenever those pauses come in, because you can always tell it, it's when those like, what was that like thing? Pineapple, pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> safe word, yes. safe word. Yes. That is just, hilarious. Like, it was like it just left, and I was just it's like, oh, completely gone. <laughs> second no more yeah I decided you know what I work hard for my money I work hard for my my things like I deserve to live in luxury and that's what I do like I don't feel that I should for anything less like when I decided to move to Miami I'm like I refuse to sit here and live in an area where I came from New York and I kind of lived in the slums my last place that I lived in I I wanted to I wanted to live in a condo with a pool and the gym and I moved to Jersey and got a condo with a pool and the gym. So I'm like, if I'm living like this right now, there's no way I'm gonna go to Miami and live anything less, you know? And I now, I mean, you know, I had started with roommate situation and then I was living in Brickle in a building had a pool in the gym. The gym was terrible. So <laughs> I wanted to live by myself and I moved to Sunny Isles Beach, which is a really nice area here in South in um, Miami, but it's further north. 
like near North Miami Beach. And I live across the street from the beach. I live in a condo. I have a beautiful view. I have a pool. I have a gym. I have everything is that I wanted. Um, and I worked for it, for it, you know, like I've had a lot of passes at having sugar daddies and stuff. Cause I didn't even know that that was a thing. And until I had ended up meeting this girl down here and she asked me, you know, she, we were talking about something and she asked me like who paid for it. And I was like, I did. And she was like, Oh, well my sugar daddy paid for it. I was like, you're who? <laughs> she was like, my sugar daddy. She's like, you don't have one. I'm like, huh? What do you mean? I don't, like, she was like, yeah, everybody has a sugar daddy. And I was just like, what? Like, <laughs> I've never even heard of this, but, you know, I mean, I'm like, maybe I've been living under a rock. I didn't know, you know, but again, I don't knock anyone's hustle, but there are women out here that gets their own money and are doing well for themselves and are living the life that they feel that they deserve. And, you know, I feel that why shouldn't, why should you, be on this earth and not enjoy what you feel is your definition of luxury. And I feel like it also depends on what your definition is. There's no one true definition of what luxury is. That was going to be, that was going to be my next question. What is that definition for you? Like what to you, what is luxury? Cause yeah, like I, I, I don't live in a place with a pool or a gym. So for me, that is luxury. Like, so what, what was that? So it's like getting this, it still, it, I got what I wanted. Yes. You know, but I at first thought that having this was a way of showing that I'm successful. That was my definition initially until I sat here and really started picking apart myself and facing myself. And when I'm like, you know what? Luxury to me is peace of mind. Mm. Luxury to me is being happy with yourself no matter where you are, you know, like luxury to me is comfort, Mm -hmm. you know, being comfortable, like not, you know, you, you're uncomfortable, you know, working towards your goals and things like that, but being comfortable to where you're mentally, physically, and emotionally in a space where you can get uncomfortable to work. Exactly. So if that means having a nice place that's comfortable, then by all means, because everybody has a definition, a different definition of what they feel is successful or what they feel is great for them, you know, and you should live your life as you see fit, not what you see others are fit for them because it may not be fit for you. And for me, that's what luxury is unapologetically living in your truth and being happy and mentally sound wherever it is that you are, you know, and embracing it fully to the fullest extent, standing there on your own two feet in your own truth. That's what luxury to me is. I think that's so beautiful. Um, and I think it's just so amazing. Uh, this is the first time I've ever done an episode where the person hasn't seen the outline. So, like, they haven't had a chance to prepare, kind of, for the questions uh-huh. that I'm asking. And I was just such a beautiful and organically amazing 
definition that I just, oh my gosh, you brought little, little tears to my eyes because yes, I, I, I'm so serious. Like I, who, I feel like when we think of luxury, we think of the materialistic things. We think of the nice cars, the nice houses, you know, the, the clothes, you know, all these, the jewels and all those things, but to when you get those, right, when you get what you want, that the condo with the gym and the pool and then you're sitting there and you're like I've got I've been successful and I've reached what I want but is this really what I feel like luxury is or is it being able to I, I think you said um being comfortable enough so that you can get uncomfortable where where you need to and I think that's it made me think it made me think get being comfortable enough everywhere else so that you can be uncomfortable where you need to be, because um, there has to be some 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 sense of grounding, some sense of home, some sense of normalcy, and I think in the last three years we have seen that normalcy is absolutely a luxury, absolutely a luxury, and a luxury that I'm sure most of us took for granted until you know 2020. I, and that's what I feel like people did. It humbled them because to me, again, because I, in a sense, have always dealt with trying to be normal, you know, that I didn't see 2020 the way that other people saw 2020. 2020 was the best thing that happened to me because it gave me a time to actually not be around people, you know, to be able to really fully learn me without somebody pointing the finger at me and telling me that what I did was not okay. You know what I'm saying? So like it gave me so much peace, you know, where because of the fact that, you know, I was able to finally sit with myself because I've been wanting to sit with myself. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of people run from themselves and I've been trying to face myself for so long, but I felt like I couldn't because I was trying so much to make sure everybody else was happy, mm -hmm. you know? So I never had that chance. So for me, that was what that like to me is what luxury is, is being at peace with me. And I didn't have, I never had that luxury. And that's what 2020. And I feel that the situation I mean, I feel like life really just was able to, I was able to sit back and see what I thought was taken for granted because I was trying so hard to be somebody else to please other people that I took myself for granted mm -hmm. as opposed to taking external things for granted. I took me for granted and it made me see that, no, you are deserving. No, you are worth it. No, you are more than what anybody has told you that you are and you are deserving of the compliments and all of these things that people have told me that I never believed that it was able to make me really appreciate who I am as me as a human being. So that's what I would say, you know, really helped me to see that, yeah, I deserve to live a beautiful, luxurious life and yeah. And I'm gonna do it. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I think I tell people all the time, like you have to find 
the silver lining in absolutely everything um or else i think you're on a long journey downhill um and um i of course don't think the pandemic was a good thing but it forced me to uh step outside of my comfort zone and to take risks that I would not have taken otherwise and mm-hmm. um, get uncomfortable. <laughs> and now I'm in a place that I'm so grateful for. I'm so, um, I'm 10 times better now than I was then. And if the pandemic hadn't happened, I would still be stuck. And so, mm-hmm. like you said, like there's a lot of people who are like, of course the pandemic is bad. I really don't, I cannot express that enough. I'm not saying it was a good thing, but I'm saying my silver lining in all of this shit storm was that the Jasmine I am now and the means that I have now um, would not be without the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. So I definitely yeah. understand what you say about um, it gave you the time to, it, it helped you. Like, it helped you in the way that you needed. Right. Right. Um, and I feel it has so much to do with perspective. Because, mm-hmm. again, the pandemic was really bad for some people. But it was what you focus on. If you focus on it being a burden, then, of course, it's going to be a burden. But if you focus on it being a blessing, then, of course, the blessing will come out of it. The silver lining will be there because that's what you're focusing on as opposed to looking at it. Oh, what was, you know, like, damn, like, yes, there were deaths. There were, I'm not taking away from the things that happened, but they happened and it was, it's nothing we can do about it. But if you came out of it, you know, you came out of it, how you felt on what you focused on Mm -hmm. essentially. And if you focused on the good of it, even if you look back on it and you didn't really focus on it, look, find the good in what happened because something good did happen because law of polarity does not go anywhere. There's a villain in everyone's story and there is a angel in everyone's story, but they both exist. It just depends on what you look at it. Yeah. Which way you look at it. I absolutely agree. Um, and so and you, I think you you may have just kind of answered this a little bit, but um, can you tell us about what what your journey kind of looked like? Um, how did you how did you process that time um, with looking inward, and what did you do to really help you focus with looking inward? I know you said you spent a lot of time alone, but like, what did that alone time look like? So that alone time, I mean, like I said, I've always been an introverted person because being around people drains me you know I'm an empath as well so like I am so fully connected to people and their energy and smoking connects me even more like I can pretty much know it it's kind of crazy and like a little spooky but sometimes like I'll say what a person was thinking and they'll be like, yo, I literally was just thinking. And I'm like, I know that's why I said it. Like I can kind of almost in a sense tap into what a person is feeling or whatever. Like I'm really in tune with energy. And 
so basically, um, where was I going with that? I should <laughs> That's great. That's great. I think you, um, I think you have to you have to take another hit. If you if you space out in the middle of your sentence, that's the new rule. You have to take okay. a hit. <laughs> because I saw it. <laughs> your eyes started going up into the corners what? like that. Like, <laughs> what oh, am I fuck. It's gone. It left. Where was I going with this? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god! Like, can you repeat the question? <laughs> that is so awesome. Oh, that's hilarious. I just get so excited when it happens to somebody else besides me because it's normally always me. And I'm like, yes, it is not me this time. Oh, the, the relatable is there. Yeah. But no, what was your thing? You asked um, me. Okay. What, is, what so, was the journey? What did the journey look like? To, like? Yeah. So because I connect, like, I have to, um, I have to recharge. And my recharge is I'm in my house days at a time, sometimes weeks, like, I'll go and do what I have to do to be, you know, to make my money or whatever, but I'm in the house, I won't go out, I won't talk to people, like, I sit back and I reflect, um, especially during 2020, because I had got surgery during 2020, so I really spent a lot of time in, in the house, so, um, I sit back, I reflect, like I said, I record myself, I talk to myself a lot, like, how we're having this conversation is what I do on a regular by myself mm-hmm. because I have to, I I'm going, I'm so hyper-focused on my healing and understanding myself that I talk to myself just like this, you know, and I, then I, I sit back and I, and I teach myself things, you know, I, I do research. I listen to, I watch a lot of YouTube, um, if I if I do watch TV, because I'm not really a TV watcher, like I never turn my TV on. But when I do, I watch, you know, like YouTube and um, a lot of affirmational things, a lot of personal development. I do a lot of reading. Um, and then I'll have like a debate with myself on what it is that I read and what I feel is the pros and cons of what it is that I just learned, you know. So... Um, <coughs> You know, it seems like a lot, like, you know, like I do a whole like psychology class with myself every single day. Yeah, but that's know? what works so, with you. And and yeah. I think ultimately that's what matters. Because um, again, every everybody's journey is going to be different. I think it's just beautiful that you've found a, a routine kind of that works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you know... And again, I may have asked this, but I'm high, so I don't really remember. <laughs> um, but how did you know this is what you wanted to do? Like, how did you know, say, you know what, I'm going to define what luxury means to me and I'm going to go get it. What was like that inciting incident that made that decision for you, if there was one? Um, The moment that I decided to kind of like, like I stated bring that whole sophistication to cannabis was when I was in LA and I went to a few different events and parties and things like that. And while they were cool, you know, they were just really, you know, that just super chill, just regular. And I understand like LA is like that vibe, but 
I was like, this would be amazing. Because I'm from New York. So, like, I've gone to, like, the grown and sexy places, like, the upscale places, the nice places. Like, I'm like, I haven't seen that. And I feel like this would be incredible because to have that type of vibe, that New York vibe, but it dealing with cannabis and, you know, bringing the two worlds together and bringing that down into Miami would be genius. Like, I, I thought it would be so dope because, again, there's barely any places down here for people who are my age, you know? Like, it's the live, the stories, the, you know, just the clubs, the going out till 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Like, there's not really anything that I really seen that was really something on that vibe to where you go and you're just on the on your grown shit. And that's when I realized... Are you okay? God yeah, sorry. You. <laughs> that was That's sneeze. when I realized. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's when I realized. Like that's what my focal point, like what I want to dedicate myself to. Mm-hmm. That's good because, um, like you said, I don't, I don't know of anything that has, like you said, that very high upscale, grown and sexy type of vibe. Um, I also don't get out much, so I may not be the best person to say that, but hey, I'm on your side, so. Yes, yes. Um, so why do you think it's so important um, that black women especially uh, define luxury and then go after it? I feel it's important because it's been something that's been deprived of us for so long. And we were always told that we come 10th to everyone else, you know, like we've always been at the bottom of the totem pole and we are the most influential group of people of so much diversity within our own culture. We are the culture. Yep. So it's I like was just about to say black, that we are black women are, are the culture. culture. You know, and we don't get our flowers at the end of the day. And we endure so much pain, so much bullshit, so much stuff that we have to deal with from not only men, but from other races men and women as if we're not good enough and I feel like that needs to stop because we are the definition of what you all you know know, exactly (laughs) you culturally appropriate what we've always been doing Mm -hmm. so it's like my guy like no we are the we are queens we are Nubian goddesses we deserve what it is that we deserve because we are what we are the center of the universe, Mm -hmm. you know? So at the end of the day, that's why I feel like that's why we should be deserving of luxury and whatever it is that we want to have because we've endured way too much Mm -hmm. and it's time for it to change, you know, to flip the script, Mm -hmm. flip the script. Uh, I agree with all of that. Um, I would add, uh, simply put, queens deserve luxury, period. I mean, like, if we just wanted to make it a nice little cute sentence and stuff, like, queens deserve luxury. And therefore, give me luxury. And whatever that means for you. Because I think that's also another, like, really important thing is, like, 
defining what that luxury means for you because you have to be very careful of taking what somebody else is telling you as luxury, right? Exactly. Because I think, I think that is, that is what has gotten us to the gold digger, um, stereotype, um, and all of that. And because you think that the material things that you're telling me is luxury and you're giving me these things and saying, that's what luxury is. So you should be happy to have this. No, no, no. Uh-huh. But if that's not luxury for me, if that's luxury for me, then okay. That's that's fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Um, right. Luxury to you is whatever it is to you. So if that comes in the form of jewels, cars, houses, and, and you know, whatever, I'm not really mad at it. Like, who would not want these things? Um, exactly. But if that's not what luxury is for you, then giving those things, why, why, no. I want yes. to go. It doesn't make you. It doesn't make you any less um, deserving of what you feel is luxurious because it's not the same definition of what someone else thinks. It's just like living your life as you see fit. Yes, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I again, queens deserve luxury. Deserve luxury, exactly. Yes, I love that. Um, so. Let's talk about incorporating cannabis in that Lux life. Um, you have the rose blunts, and then you have the uh, have the rose petals. Yes, thank you. Okay, because uh-huh. look, it was me this time. I completely. I was like, "Fuck, where was I going with this?" Um, it happened this time. You got it. Yes, yes, yes. It was. Yes. Um. Oh, I, does that mean I have to? I need to get more of these. That's the only thing. I don't know how. I go through these. There's five in here. And I swear I go through them entirely too fast. Okay. Um. <coughs> how do you incorporate um, cannabis into your your luxury lifestyle? Like I said, I know you have the, the rose blunts. And you have the um, pre-rolls, the CBD pre-rolls. What else is the giving us the luxe vibes at the um, High Vibe Society? So, again, like I said, I have my rose petal blunts. I have, which is blunt to roses. I am a part of the CBD company where they sell edibles, tinctures, um, topical product, products, um pre-rolls, gummies. Oh, I said that. Um, and you said you, you said you are at, that's what I wanted to, I'm sorry, I cut you off there, but I really got, I remembered something. I got really excited. You said you teach people how to roll blunts. Yes. Oh my God. I teach, I do rolling classes. Um, and I teach, you know, people how to roll because I feel like if you're a smoker and you smoke flour, you can't always depend on other people. Furthermore, on top of that, like, just the whole sanitary situation, like I said, I'm not really a big COVID person, but the reason why I don't like smoking other people's blends is because they wet it and it just be so wet and spit. Like, I, I hate spit. Mm-hmm. So, like... I call it juicy I, mouth. 
Yes, it's, it's not like how do you wet the whole thing? Right. Like how? Why is how, it dripping? Why? That's disgusting. I don't want your spit you in my mouth. Like, mm-hmm. like, and and it freaks me out mm-hmm. because I have like a sensory thing. Like I'm real sensitive to certain sensories, and I hate spit. And then just the mere fact of like putting my mouth on something, somebody just basically slobbered all over. I'm like. Teach yourself how to roll so you can say or roll your own blunt. Don't have to see here and share with anybody. Nobody and likes juicy mouth. Exactly. It's exactly. So because then and my thought process behind it was like, okay, then um I have to smoke with you because you rolled it for me. And I don't want to smoke with you. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to learn how to roll for myself. So I don't have to smoke with you. <laughs> Hey, that's logic for you. (laughs) Exactly. So, like, I came up with this concept called called, um, Rolling Roses. That was the company that, and I would, I worked um, at this place where I would roll for people. Like, I, they would come over with their apes, and I would roll up for them. And then I, like, want, I want to have, like, I'm in process of working on it, but um, having my own uh, rolling distribution center. So I'm like working on that because I really want to expand it because I do get a decent amount of people who I roll for. And I want to, you know, be able to hire people to do that and roll for me. And also I, you know, like I said, I do events where I teach a class on how to roll your own joint, you know, like I use CBD mostly for the classes and then I teach you how to roll so that is dope uh i am definitely down for that class whenever i get my ass to miami i'm signing up because quite a few people have tried to revoke my black card on my rolling skills and i just because apparently i i'm just i well not apparently i really am that bad but (laughs) i am determined to just like one day at the cookout or something, like pop up on my cousin and be like, bam, look at me now. <laughs> look at me now. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I will be uh, letting you know when I'm in Miami for that class. Um, so I want to, uh, we're going to wrap it here because I know we're um, over time a little bit and I want to respect okay. your time. Um, but before we go, what what advice would you give to the bluntly black girls out there who are thinking, hey, I want to live this life of luxury and I don't know where to start. I don't even know what that means for me. Well, I would say you have to do the work and understanding what makes you happy. Like what truly makes you happy and whatever it is that truly makes you happy that should be what luxury means to you because that is the goal that you're working towards. That's the life that you want to live or the state of mind you want to be in. You know, you have to know exactly what works for you because at the end of the day, what works for me may not work for you. So you have to fully and truly know that what works for you and be okay with, okay, you may change your mind later on and that's perfectly okay because at that moment that's what worked for you. But when you grow, your perspective changes as well. So knowing that that was a way of thinking and 
knowing that you can change your mind also. Yeah, those are definitely good um, good pieces of advice. I love when when uh, the Highness Queens come through and drop some gems on us. <laughs> it's always nice. Um, I think that does it for the blunt talk. Um, I absolutely love where this conversation went. Um, again, like I said, you didn't get a chance to like really prepare for these questions. And yeah. <laughs> it's just so beautiful to see the, the organic way that the conversation flowed and really flowed, um, really complemented a lot of the, the ways that I feel and the things that I try and do around mental health um, mm-hmm. and really figuring out what works for you, what makes you happy, like you said, and what that definition of luxury is for you. So I think this was an amazing conversation. I know I learned so much from it. Um, um, so I thank you. I thank you very much for coming through and talking with us today. Um, before we head out, I always end the show with a random ass question because what is highness without randomness, right? Um, so, (laughs) so I have a list of questions and they're numbered four through 20 and I want you to pick a number and I'll ask you that question. All right, I'm going to pick my favorite number, which is my line number, seven. Seven. If you could be any animal besides a cat or a dog, what would you be? Let's see. I would be... I would be a leopard. A leopard. Mm-hmm. Is that still a cat? It's just a big ass cat, but I'm like I'm gonna give it to you because that's what your soul said. So I'm gonna give it to you. Uh, I'm not going to uh, diminish your leopard queenness. That there, yes. Um, didn't you say you went through a leopard phase too? Yes, yes. I yeah leopard print. Look, girl, let me say the face still haven't left. <laughs> It's still here. What is it about leopards and leopard print that just, or is it just something that just like was one day, I like that and I want it all? Like, I don't know. I just became just hyper-focused on it and I just fell in love with it and I just think that it's one of the most beautiful prints ever. Like, leopard print is everything. And then all the different, you can do different colors and stuff like that, but (laughs) the traditional color is everything because it's earth tones and I love earth tones. So you can do leopard print with anything, Mm -hmm. anything. (laughs) It's it's another, when people ask me like, yo, Kila, what's your favorite color? Leopard print. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't even know how to respond to that if I had somebody that leopard print. Well, Okay. <laughs> okay. That is hilarious. Do we, oh, where are yeah. leopards at? Is that like, are they like in the Sahara? Is that where the leopards are? Yeah. yeah. Would you ever go like on a, a, a what are those things called? A uh, safari? Thank you. I'm glad you got that from just the hand motion because I didn't even know. Right, I was like, like the wheels, the wheels. <laughs> I have no idea how you knew exactly from this. 
because I told you I connect to energy. You thought I was flying? <laughs> that is ridiculous. Like all I did was move my hands in some very strange That's way. Exactly what I was like, I already know what she's going. I know what she's doing. I know what she's doing. I, I'm, yes. I'm tapping in. I'm tapping in. <laughs> uh, would you ever do uh, an African safari, or have you ever? I would love to do one because you know what I want a Bengal cat because they're like mm. leopard print the Bengals I feel like that's very Miami of you <laughs> I feel like that's very Miami I can only see somebody in Miami walking around with a Bengal cat no because you know the um the you know the guy that owns the stone pizza in New York no so in New York City <laughs> Because New York is now recreational, but he has a pizza parlor where his pizza is infused with cannabis, mm-hmm. and it's called Stone Pizza, and they, and you can smoke there. Like, you go there, you eat, and you smoke, mm-hmm. and you just get high. He has a bangle. It's a New York thing, <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> there we go. There we go. But when is... you go to New York, you need to try Stone Pizza. The pizza is, you know, that, it's a vibe. I... Honestly, have no desire to really ever go to New York. Like, I wouldn't. Yeah, there's so many people. <laughs> like, you you talk about anxiety. My anxiety around like large groups of people is crazy. Wow, and so, and I just I just think about all of those people. I've never been. I've only seen stuff like on TVs and it's pictures not, and it's stuff. Not, it's, great. it's not like that though. And like, it just because... always looks like there's so many people, and like they're just okay. everywhere. Times Square, but I mean, oh. you don't have to go to Times Square. If you go, if you go, you know, if you go other places, and there's not that many people. Because I don't like crowds either. But for some reason, I'm in love with Times Square still, even though I'm from New York. Like I love Times Square I because I love life. Yeah, yeah, that's your home. Like, <laughs> but no, if you're a New Yorker, you don't like Times Square. But I love it because. I'm a light person. Like, I love the bright lights. I love how, like, at nighttime, it looks like it's still daytime. Like, it's so beautiful to me, mm. you know? So, but since COVID, Times Square is not crowded at all. Like, mm. it's almost, it's... it's yeah, you know, I've crazy. actually never thought of, thought of that part of it. But still. Mm. I went back home in May last year, and I've never seen... Oh my, I've never seen it that dead. Like, New York is so lively. There's so many people. Exactly. On certain streets, like, zero people. At nighttime, nobody. I'm like, where the hell am I? Like, I'm in Madison Madison Square Garden area. There's nobody over here? Like, no, this is not. It was kind of spooky. Because it was in Times Square, and there was nobody. I'm like, this is crazy right now. Like, That'd probably be the only time I could go. That's bad. Yeah, because any other time, I'm, I'll just stay in the room. I'll look. <laughs> we could get a room like over Times Square, and then I'll just look down. No, but not you too go, high. You're in a different part of the part of the city where it's not as many people. And you yeah, because so many people, so <laughs> yeah, many people. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, but. I don't know. Everybody keeps telling me, like, you need to go to New York. You need to go. I'm like, no. But, you know, who knows? I'll go where, I'll go wherever the good Lord and the cannabis takes me. Yeah. I mean, on top of that, if if you're with, if you're with a local, they're not going to take you to, nobody likes crowds that are locals. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to take you to the places where we mainly are, you know, like where the locals are, where it's not 
it's not going to be something where it's like, oh my God, like it looks like a stampede, like I'm in the Lion King, like that. Right? That's what I feel like. Literally, that's exactly what I feel in the middle of the crowd. Like, I am definitely Mustafa in this. This is not going to end well for me. Mustafa! Mustafa, Mustafa, Mustafa! (laughs) Say it again, say it again. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. This has been so much fun. That was my movie. I knew that word. I knew that movie word by word. Oh no. Um, I think if I could be any animal, um, maybe a turtle. Okay. Yeah, I just really like turtles. Oh no, a penguin. I would love to be a penguin. I think they're just so cool. They just look so cool. They just waddle around all the time. And they just do whatever they want, sliding around in the snow. Although I hate snow, but I'm sure if I was a penguin, I would love it. So, yeah. And you know when they when they when they uh, find their companion, they're, they're with their companion to the day that they die. Like they only they they're only like one of the only few animals that practices monogamy outside. I feel like human beings. Really. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Look at you, Encyclopedia Brown. How did you know that? And, like, I feel like I know a lot of random shit. Like, my friends make fun of me because I just be busting out with random facts like you just did. I've never had somebody do it to me. And, wow, to be on the other end. <laughs> no, I did not know that. That is... that yeah, is. I'm one of those people, too. I know a lot of just random facts. Yeah, that's so cool. I mean... I don't know if I necessarily agree, but it's nice to know. Yeah, it is cool. It is cool to just know things. Like, I mean, why not? (laughs) So a leopard and a penguin are now friends. Yes. Yes. Smoking buddies. They're going to go get a joint and smoke. But they're very different climates. (laughs) So I don't quite know where they're going to smoke together. They're going to smoke together on Zoom. But they still connect. Yeah, they're going to smoke together on Zoom. That's what's going to happen. I'll be in my igloo, and you can be on the Sahara Desert chasing (laughs) after an alligator or something. The Sahara Desert. Not the desert, like the the jungle. Oh, they're in the jungle? Yeah, they're in the jungle. Oh. Yeah. Africa has a jungle? I I just realized when you said Sahara, I was thinking of the jungle, but I'm like, no, the Sahara is like desert egypt stuff like there's no africa has jungles yeah i didn't know that yeah there's jungles in africa i believe i think mm-hmm. yeah there are yeah 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 because the discovery channel they're always <laughs> because the discovery channel <laughs> <laughs> when i think of when i think of jungles i always think of brazil and like south america Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, they're in the jungles too. Like they're in like Africa, like in this in the savanna, the savanna. That's oh, what it's called. Oh yeah, African savanna, not the Sahara. That, like that feels that's better. what I was thinking of. I was thinking of savanna, yeah. and when you said Sahara, I'm like, yeah, yeah that feels better. Yeah. Savanna. And those are like, they're, isn't they're, that where like, that's jungles. where the Mount Kilimanjaro is? Um. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I used to play a game, a computer game that had something to do with the Savannah Des Savannah Desert, right? 
and the Sahara Desert and Mount Kilimanjaro. Like a forest or some like a like a jungle type situation. Oh, is it? I am. I probably failed at this game then. <laughs> but I distinctly remember, and I have no idea what game it was, but I distinctly remember, my dad used to have me on computer games all the time, distinctly remember a computer game that had something to do with Africa, Savannah, Sahara, Mount Kilimanjaro. Okay. Yeah, so the Savannah is, it's a tropical grassland with warm temperatures year-round. Yeah. I had to Google. Ooh, was it Carmen San Diego? <laughs> Maybe it was Carmen San Diego, and she was like going okay. to the Sahara or something. I think that's what it was. I used I to love that game. I used to love Carmen San Diego, mm-hmm. the show. I used to watch I it. I never all the watched time. the show, but I played the game. Because I think the show I, was like a couple I, years ahead yeah. of me, but the computer game was still around when I was like that yeah. age group. Yeah, I grew up on that because I was young when that when Carmen San Diego was out. I was like real young. Yeah. That's so crazy. I want to find that game now. I really want to find that game now just so I can see if if that is what I'm remembering because it's going to drive me absolutely insane now. (laughs) Well, right. And this is why I love random ass questions because we get to Carmen San Diego. That part. Yeah. So this has been absolutely amazing. I've had such a great time. Um, I truly, 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 truly thank you for coming through. Like I said, dropping gems, being blunt, being authentic, being open, um, being an amazing, bluntly black girl, being a wonderful highness queen, and just being you. Um, so before we go, I want to let you give your information, um, your handles, any contact information, your websites to the peoples out there because I definitely think that they should run over and give you their money because I fully a thousand percent believe in giving black women your money and I think that they should give it to you because you're awesome. Duh. Thank you. Yeah. So let the people know where they can find you. All right. So my Instagram is highly period sophisticated. Um, also, my other Instagram, I have a couple. <laughs> my other Instagram is Rollin, that's R-O-L-L-I-N, Roses, R-O-S-E-Z. And my website, um, <clears throat> excuse me, my website is highvibesociety.com, and that's where you can get the rose petal uh, pre-rolls. And then my website for the CBD is, one second, one minute, (laughs) my website is, um, how is it, Kila at, I mean, Kila.weroho.com, so it's my name, my first name, K-E-L-A dot we are a r e o h h o dot com, and so those are where you can find me. But you can also find all of my links and everything on my Instagram handle, um, in the link in the profile. Yep, and then I will also make sure to link all of your handles and your website, um, in the show notes for this episode because we definitely want. The people to find you. Um, 
yeah, I've had a great time. I think I think we've yes, done this amazing. Yeah, I think we've done a dope ass episode of Bluntly Black Girls. Um, once again, I just want to say thank you to my smoking sister Keila. And um, I want to say follow us at Bluntly Black Girls on IG and Bluntly BLK Girls on Twitter. Comment, rate, subscribe, talk to us. Don't be weird, um, but talk to us. Uh, and let don't me know. Right. I always, it's always my disclaimer because don't be weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It's just a thing. Um, let us know what you think about this episode. Let us know what animal you would be if you could be any animal. Um, let us know what luxury, the definition of luxury is for you. Because I know that uh, Keela's definition of luxury for was something new for me. And I think just something that was just so impactful and beautiful. So I would love to hear what the definition of luxury is to the rest of the highness queens out there. Um, yeah. And if you have any other questions, comments, or anything like that for my guests today, just let her know, hit us up. And I think that's it. Um, smoke a blunt, drink your water and give a fuck what anybody got to say about being a bluntly black girl. We're out. Out. <laughs>